Today's episode of the Button Up Podcast is brought to you by Grooming Lounge. Tap or swipe the cover art for this episode for a link to groominglounge.com where you can find everything you need for excellent shaving, beard care, skin care, and hair. If you want luscious locks like Brock is rocking right now, you need the best products to tame that mane. They carry in premium brands you love, including Jack Black, Baxter of California, Kiehl's, and more, but they also have their signature line of products, which includes my favorite deodorant. If you're like me, you probably use the same deodorant as your dad, and after nearly 15 years, I was ready to ditch the spice and go with an aluminum-free deodorant, which Grooming Lounge calls the greatest pits. Grooming Lounge has been in business for 20 years delivering high quality goods online in their two brick and mortar stores in the DC area. For my birthday this year, Brock is treating me to a Manny Petty in their Tyson's Corner store because I heard such good things from his dad's experience and if you haven't had a barber take a sharp blade to your face with luxurious hot foam recently, it is time to treat yourself. Please visit groomingloungecom use the code BUTTONEDUP for 15% off your order. If you use the link in the show notes and you DM me a screenshot of your favorite Grooming Lounge product, I may just send you that product. Thank you to Grooming Lounge for supporting the Button Up podcast, and remember to use the code BUTTONEDUP for 15% off your order. Now enjoy our wide-ranging discussion with Brian Sakawa, founder of He Spoke Style. It's good. This has been troubleshooting with Brock and John. Oh my god, yeah, John. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I actually downloaded this app too, and, and you actually look pretty good, I have to say. As an older man, I look disgusting. Oh, oh I know. The face app, <laughs> you didn't want to post anything? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, it doesn't even look like me. See, this this photo looks like you. That's scary because I, I don't. It's it's frightening looking at your own mortality. I think it is. Yeah, it's a little like, unnerving. <laughs> I look. I I think I look a lot like my father, and mm. my the the what the face app did to age me does not look anything like my father. <laughs> so what shocked yeah. me around when I saw those pictures coming up is like how well the hair is done in a lot of them, like. Travis White posted one, and uh-huh. the way that his locks were flowing in the gray was that's what most disturbed me. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen his. Well, his his wife posted one of him and her, and he said, like, in the aging app, she didn't age Asian jeans. And it's true, like, he looked way mm-hmm. older. She had a hat on, so I don't know. But Brian, yeah. welcome back <laughs> to the Button Up podcast. I think we should start there because some of the best stuff happens before the mics are ever really running. But uh, I last, agree. I agree. It was, it's been about 18 months since we had you on. And at the time, yeah. you know, we, we told your story a little bit. We'll give a recap for people who don't know that. But we want to have you back on just because I think some of the best conversations we have are when people come back on when a lot of the groundwork is laid. But then also talk about what you've done in, in that time, what you've learned. And I know last year when we talked, you were like really interested in YouTube and you wanted to lean into it. And you did it. And now it's been paying off. And so we just want to kind of chat about that kind of stuff because I think, I think that's what the audience is into. I want to hear about it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm happy to be back talking with you guys again, and uh, nothing is off limits. Let's just put it that way. Oh, good. So right. <laughs> I would give your, give a, a quick recap of yourself and how you became He Spoke Style, and then we'll kind of get into what you've been up to in the last eighteen months. All right, I'm going to put a timer on for this one. So yeah, <laughs> my name is Brian Zakawa. I'm the founder of He Spoke Style. Started it about six and a half years ago at this point, February of 2013, basically to fill a void in menswear online. There wasn't really a site that I was uh, in, that spoke to me as a at the time 35 year old guy. I'm 41 now, um, you know that, and I was looking for something that sort of combined the information of uh, and uh, information of sites like Gentleman's Gazette, Ask Andy about clothes, with the inspiration of some of like the younger more um, fashion forward or style guys. But I was looking for a site that combined those two in a more classic style. And there really wasn't one at the time. So started that site and it just went from there. So that's kind of the elevator speech of mm-hmm. where, where I've been or where it came from. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great just to, you know, share what I do, share. Uh, it's, it's, it's my journey basically. And um, it's been cool that people have responded to it. And uh, I think we all kind of can relate to that in some way or another. Yeah. And I, what, what I like, too, is you started out in – I've seen four FOHR. They've said this about their stuff is they've worked with influencers since they were bloggers. Like you started out as a true OG blogger and then right. they've kind of adapted the platforms as they've come up. It's – yeah. And I, I have to say like I've had conversations with Brock about this, but like – it's been hard for me to like let go of the website and I still don't want to, I still think there's a lot of value in it, but you know, in this space, it's always changing 
and evolving and you know as a a a creator or someone in the space you always you have to be aware of these changes that are happening like if i still had I'm not that I had a MySpace page for He Spoke Style, but if like that was all I was still doing, I don't think we'd be talking right now. <laughs> you know, so you always have to kind of have your ear to the ground in a way and see like what is becoming, uh, or, you know, what what platforms people are engaging on the most. And you need to, I wouldn't say change what you do, but at least sort of adapt what you are already doing to fit into those platforms that are the most important at the moment. Look, sometimes you drive a sports car. Sometimes you drive a Suburban. It's like, I love Brock's analogy of being a small media company. It's like the New York Times went from black and white to color and then went online. And it's like for, for bloggers, you had to go where the audience is. And it's like, if I look at people on airplanes or trains, if I'm out in the world, people are on Instagram. It is like, it's insane. I know. Yeah, I mean, I have like a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Uh, it's I don't know how you guys feel about it, but, Same. but for me, it's I'd say hate, yeah. hate love instead of love hate. Yeah, mostly hate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that hate. I have a hate love relationship with Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, at some point, you know, I I'm I'm always feel like I'm a little bit late to the game in adapting to these like changes in, in platforms and stuff as far as like it goes in, in, in the, the brand space. So like, you know, the blog and Facebook were really big when I started and that was what a lot of what people were measured on were those two platforms. And then all of a sudden, you know, Instagram came and, you know, my immediate reaction to, to things like that is like, I'm like, whatever, you know, this is what I do. And I'm, I'm slower to adapt to that. But, you know, other people are early adopters. And sometimes you're kind of gambling when like, the winds blow a different way. And a new platform is sort of like anointed as the one, you know, it's like, well, do I put all my eggs in this basket? Or, do, or how much time am I going to section off and invest in this new platform? Because I remember now, you know, when when we were all like on Instagram and that was kind of like, that's the thing that everyone cared about and everyone was doing. Then suddenly everyone was like, Hey, follow me on Snapchat. And, and it's like every single post was follow me on Snapchat. I'm like, I don't care about Snapchat. Like, first of all, like I'm on this platform, I'm on Instagram cause I want to see what you're doing on Instagram. I really don't care what you do somewhere else, you know? So like, don't use the plat. I guess I had an issue with like, using one platform to leverage another, I really don't think it works. I think there are different audiences on different platforms. But just as an example, like Snapchat for me, like as an older person, like that just never made sense. So I just never put any time into it. And I'm glad I did because I don't think people really care about Snapchat anymore. I mean, maybe they do, but I don't know. Do, do people care about Snapchat? Not our age. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I think that's, that's such a good point about <clears throat> trying to use, like, I think like bloggers or, or uh, writers are always told like, you know, traditionally like social media is a way to get traffic. And like, that's just not the case now. Like at, at one point, maybe you could get a bunch of like viral traffic from Facebook, but you know, I have like a you know decent little followings on various social media platforms. And like, if you're on Twitter, you don't want to click a link and go read an article. You want to see more tweets, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, Twitter. That's like throwing sand into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends is a very heavy Twitter user, and he texted me the other day because I like auto posted something from Instagram, and he was like, "Oh, this is how you should use Twitter." And and blah. And I was like, "I just am. I just I left Twitter two or three years ago, and I don't have any interest in. I I used to be obsessive about like reading tweets and following up and everything, uh-huh. and like and and somebody like Tanner has built his entire you know, business on Twitter, and and I think that's what you're kind of getting to with the Snapchat thing is like whatever feels native and comfortable to you is what you're going to succeed on. Like I feel really comfortable on YouTube. I don't feel as comfortable writing in the blog and like Instagram is kind of like the thing over here on the side that I'll post things occasionally to. And so like, Mm -hmm. that's where my biggest following is and that's where I have the most success. And it's because I feel like that's my, I feel like that's my platform. Yeah. I mean, Hey, like if, if it works for you and it feels right and and people are engaging, I think that's great. You know, if, if Twitter's your thing, if, TikTok is your thing or, you know, whatever yeah. else is out there. TikTok also um, makes me feel old. <laughs> I, I, I've never looked at a, is that they call them TikToks? I don't know. <laughs> or are they just Maybe videos? They're ticks. Maybe they're ticks. I don't know. Yeah. I was really into Vine though. Vine was, Vine was my platform. I was going to, I was actually going to, I was going to bring up Vine. I was like, yeah, you're really big on Vine. Did you, did you use Vine? <laughs> 
Was he spoke style I, on Vine? I don't remember. We could search for it. No. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I, I always like, I thought people were incredible, could be incredibly creative, mm-hmm. but I thought for like the style and, and, um, oh, yeah, no way. that like lifestyle, it, it was, it didn't really kind of mix. It wasn't for, the right platform. It was great yeah. for comedy. Yeah. That's actually a great segue because you on camera now, you're a natural on YouTube. And so I knew <laughs> you had videos up on YouTube like when you came on, but it's it seems like you made the decision like, okay, YouTube is, is a place to be and, and you've definitely, uh, you've grown since you put the attention into it. Yeah, it really was a conscious decision to kind of refocus efforts onto that platform because I, I kind of like took a, you know, 30,000 foot view of what we we're doing and where, uh, we would get the most return on investment. And, uh, <clears throat> I decided that, you know, just seeing like where partnerships are coming from and what brands are interested in, it wasn't so much like, you know, blog plus social anymore. It's like they want Instagram and, you know, we're lucky that we have like a, you know, decent amount of traffic on the website. So it's like added value in, in that, in that sense. But like in terms of what brands are looking for, uh, it just wasn't the thing anymore. So, I mean, I think going to video was important, uh, or the right move for, for me in the sense that the things that bother me about Instagram are the things that I can very easily uh, take care of and remedy through YouTube. So the things that that get me on Instagram now is that <clears throat> it's just extremely saturated. There's so many people on there now, and everyone is kind of like doing the same thing. Everyone looks the same. They take the same photos in the same places. It becomes very difficult to distinguish anything. And if it's all if it's just about taking pretty pictures, I mean, people are doing a great job, but for me, it goes a little bit deeper. I want to know if the person that I am looking at in this photo knows what they're talking about. Um, are they intelligent? Do they have something to say about what it is they're, they're doing or are they just taking pretty photos, you know? Um, so for me, like I'm always trying to think like, how can I stay a little bit ahead of the curve? in a way, how can I adapt in, in such a way that, um, I'm going to set myself up for, uh, success in the future. And I thought that video was an excellent way to do that because, you know, put a camera in front of someone they can edit. Anyone can nowadays can take the same photo as anyone else. They have a nice camera. They learn how to edit, you know, whatever your photo can look like, a like, the Instagram people with millions of followers, right? <clears throat> but put a camera, put a video camera in front of them, make them talk about something. And I think that re- reveals a lot about the person immediately. You can tell whether they know what they're talking about, whether they've done their research, whether they haven't even bothered to look up the Wikipedia entry on whatever the topic is that they're talking <laughs> about that particular day. You know, it, it becomes very, very apparent. And one thing I've noticed about YouTube is that people you find your tribe and people appreciate what you do. And in certain sense, like I feel on YouTube that I'm able to be even more of myself than I am in my pictures. I mean, obviously like my pictures are me. Um, but it's, but it's like a different kind of thing for me. Instagram is the art gallery. You know, it's like this best kind of most curated, you know, you can take a hundred photos and you pick the one that looks the best, not the one that looked the worst, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're, you're curating what you're putting out there. But, uh, video has just been a great way to, um, engage with people. And, and it would, that's been, that was a really interesting thing to me because, you know, I'm like, who's going to listen? Like, I, I'm really boring. I think I'm boring <laughs> when I, you know, on camera, it's just like you put the camera up, like, you know, you edit the photos a certain way for Instagram and you make it look awesome or whatever. But like video, it's just like, all right, I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm talking and I'm not super animated or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just me. And so I was, uh, I was really curious to see how people would respond to that. And, um, obviously it's been, it's been really great. I've been overwhelmed with, um, the reaction and mostly the, the engagement, um, that is, 
something I haven't seen in a long time uh, on Instagram. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good move. Yeah, and there's definitely a thoughtfulness to the com- if you find the right people to come in. It's like you know YouTube can get pretty gross sometimes, but like especially on my channel, like I get nothing but like great feedback and suggestions and discussion. Like there is a lot of that really good stuff, and it's it's harder to do it on Instagram just because of the way the platform is set up. Whereas like YouTube, it's like you can go to the video and the comments are threaded and people interact with each other. Uh, you know, I think the only the closest thing to that is like Reddit. It gets kind of close to that where you have thoughtful people talking about things and you know you'll get sometimes subject matter experts and that sort of thing and so yeah that's right that's definitely why i prefer youtube over the other the ones. other thing the other thing between those two platforms that we're talking instagram versus youtube is instagram i've always felt is very passive it's like this this passive consumption you know you watch people you said like on the train that just keep scrolling through mm-hmm. you know bam 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 and the, the photos there and gone like and the the if there is any kind of comments on a photo it's generally passive and you know hey awesome look or whatever something like that but great whereas dm us to collaborate yeah right (laughs) (laughs) but youtube like you know people people are on youtube they're going there with intent they're wanting to learn something i mean i think youtube exists for people to get free information you know um and that's that's just worked out really well people are going to find something out about something that they're interested in. And if you're providing that to them, whether that's outfit inspiration or whether that's whatever you're passionate about, you know, um, you will attract the people that, um, you, you, you vibe with. I remember, uh, talking to you about Instagram a while ago. This is when, when you were very much, um, all in on Instagram and hadn't, I think started YouTube yet. And you were saying we've really dialed it in. Like we know that like the, the three quarter shot, uh, outfit shot works the best. Like that, that's what people like and engage with. So have, have you found that on YouTube? Like, is there like a certain format or a certain theme that seems to work for your audience? Well, yeah, it's pretty obvious what types of content, um, that people respond to the most, you know, for my channel, you know, if people aren't familiar with it, it's, it's the outfit videos, it's the watch content. I'm always actually pretty uh, uh, amazed at the, the, you know, response that the watch content gets because mm. I'm not an expert at any of this stuff. You know, I'm just like, I th- consider myself a normal person who's just, um, exploring and, and putting out there what, what I'm into in the watches in particular, you know, I I've learned a lot over time, but I would in no way, shape or form consider myself an expert. I try to be like, I think I'm, you know, like, like any, any guy who gets into something, you know, we try to learn as much as we can about it. And, um, I'm just sharing it as I learn it along the way. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's outfit videos, it's watch content. Um, and then fragrance does decent, um, grooming is, you know, I'm, I'm going to post about what I want to post about and not just make content because it, you know, gets views or whatever. Um, I think it's good to show, I mean, the channel is really just like a, another extension of what I've done with the blog or, um, Instagram. So I want to really share a lot of what I'm into. The one thing I I have found that that people don't really care about is like whiskey or spirits content on YouTube. You know, as long, unless you're like a, like a whiskey reviewer, like that's your thing. You know, if you're peppering it in as like part of your, your lifestyle, um, on a channel that's mostly focused on, say style or, um, you know, men's style watches. I, I find that those don't perform so well, but I really, I don't really think about it in terms of like what's going to perform well. Um, I just trying to make the videos that I think, uh, well, I make the videos that I want to make and if people respond to it, that's great. Um, if not, you know, like I'm not going to not do another fitness video or another running video just because like the running video was like, a low performing video, you know, it's, it's something I want to share. And, you know, the people that did enjoy it told me and they want to see more. So, you know, yeah, it's interesting how it it does seem like YouTube kind of, and Google does this with your website too, but YouTube kind of silos you They're They're like, you know, pick two or three topics and like, that's what we're going to give you the relevance, like the, the channel authority on those topics. But when you go out of those lanes, like we're not going to show it to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, the, the channel grew really was growing very, very fast. Um, and then like, it sort of like hit this lull. Uh, and I, I thought about it for like five minutes and I'm like, I really don't care, whatever. I'm just going to keep 
doing what I do and then, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know? So you could spend so much time like obsessing over stats and gaming the system and, you know, that I don't have that kind of time. I I need to focus on what I need to do. Right. (laughs) YouTube is like the ultimate meritocracy. It's like, if you do like nice stuff, like YouTube put it out there and then it's like the audience will kind of find you. But actually what you just said is the exact trajectory. We, We just had a couple of like guests come back on after a year and they mm-hmm. all said the same thing where it's like really? in the first like year year and a half you really watch the stats and then you just start to realize that it's out of your hands and then once people especially like you know brock and i did this same thing in our trajectory too is like once you accept like all right i'm just gonna make just gonna keep making videos and enjoy the process that's when you ultimately start to see that it all comes true and it, that seems to be the case with almost any any business you know it's like right. if you're just worried about revenue all the time you're going to be stressed out if you just enjoy the process then that's when the good stuff happens exactly and i'm like beyond like i mean we were talking earlier brock about like you know like we had it dialed in like it was the three-quarter shot that's what people you know responded to the most like you know i i don't I know what people respond to, but I'm not like thinking like every video has to be like that because we have to like, you know, get tens of thousands of views, you know, in the first three days. I don't I don't care, you know, <laughs> so yeah. much anymore. I just want it, to it's it takes me enough time to like actually sit down and put together the stuff that is going to be on camera. And, it, you know, as you, both of you guys know, it takes time to shoot, you shoot the video, you prepare, you shoot it, edit it, put it up. It takes me an hour to like you know, put in all the metadata and, you know, tags and description, blah, 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 you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, your channel did, you know, did grow very quickly for just compared to the average. So what do you, I guess, what can you attribute that to, um, besides just production quality, which is obviously top notch, but anything else that maybe other new channels could, could take away from? I think, I thought about this a little bit and I'm wondering like, well, what happened? Um, how did it, you know, catch on like that? And the kind of conclusion that I, I came to is I, I feel like the same thing happened when I started the website, like six and a half years ago, it was that there were these sort of like establishment or, or people who've been around for a while. Um, and, you know, the audience is sort of looking for something new, something different, like a new a new face, a new voice, uh, a new way of approaching things. And, and you know, it was a little bit different in 2013 because there, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on to begin with. So it was a very, like, open space. Um, but I think with YouTube, you know, there are, like, the, the old guard, like, the old guard, they're like younger guys, but like you know, the dudes have been doing it for a long time. You know, the Alpha M's and the Real Men Real Style, and, and I don't know if uh, Raphael's been around that long, but uh, oh, teaching men's fashion, like those guys, you know, those guys like have it dialed in. They really do. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They, they were there since the beginning. And I think like maybe the YouTube like style audience was sort of craving something a little bit different. Um, and I feel like the way that I've tried to do the videos is sort of like satisfying that thirst in in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. And and there's other channels too, that are also satisfying maybe the same audience, but in a different way. Like you look at Huga, Tim DeSaint, um, just these guys who are doing, you see the, you see a video from like you or one of them for the first time. You're like, wow, that's so like different and refreshing in a lot of ways. Right. And, you know, my style is like kind of like I mean, I have like some wilder things that I do every now and then. But, you know, that's my personal style. But in general, like my style is very simple and classic and, you know, tailored. And and I think, you know, it's, it's no nonsense. It's, it's looks that anyone can do. Um, and I try to present them in a very um not overproduced way so it is accessible it's not like you know i'm on a riva boat on lake como <laughs> some some other place you know actually speaking of that john you have to tell me about this where did you find that connery bathing suit with that belt i had that <laughs> custom made for my honeymoon in oh my god 2014 and at the time like i found this pattern for it and i sent it to my uh 
to like a local tailor and I was like, Hey, like, could you make this? And she was like, what the hell is this? And, uh, <laughs> I remember picking it up and she was like measuring me and I had to ever like change it a little bit. And, uh, she just like shook her head when I walked out, but it's funny now because <laughs> Olivar Brown put out a real one this year for $600 and really mine is made like she, she wow. got like Terry, Terry cloth and just made it because I wanted the Goldfinger thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I had that custom made a few years ago. <laughs> I saw that video. Um, like that, that's the first look right in that video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I've worn it very few times. Like, I wore it a couple of times when we were at the resort on my honeymoon, and I wore it once to something else, but I just I can't bring myself to, to do it enough. And actually, even when we were down at that shoot, we were uh, down on the river, and I was like, all right, just get the shot, and I'm going to go back inside and change. <laughs> what, what does your wife think of it? She loves it. I heard discussion on like James Bond podcast when I came out where people were like, either you buy this because you're leaving your wife or because you are single and you don't have a wife. And I was like, well, what about, <laughs> what about guys whose wives support it? Because she's like, she's into it. Anything that shows my thighs, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so actually and talking about your kind of refined style just a couple weeks ago my mother-in-law found one of your pictures she's she's pretty heavy on instagram and she goes oh have you heard of this account he spoke style and she was like winking at me she's like do you get it he spoke like bespoke and i was like uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes i guess she goes he looks so refined look at him she's like it was right it was right uh when would you post the london pictures like like a week ago yeah, i was like yeah and last week yeah it was it was that picture she was like he's so refined look at him and i was like yeah, I know. Brian. Brian's a very cool guy. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was fun. One in was good. That was a fun trip. Looks like it. Nice. Yeah, Shady <laughs> Lacolte. Yes, yes. You yep. worked with them for a while, right? Because you went to I saw you went to Miami with them, and mm-hmm. you've had a long-standing relationship with them. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, we did Miami. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we did. We did a program with them last year um, when they released the Polaris, new Polaris. Um, and then, um, yeah, we did Miami, just did London. Um, and then for the rest of the year, we have a couple more things. There's a thing in Big Sur, uh, like in September, I think. Um, and then I'll visit the manufacturer in when November. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. It's a very nice brand. I, I love, there's sort of like a refined subtlety and, but like, obviously they have a great story great heritage great uh tradition it it's it's a brand that really like makes sense for me you know it's very much my own style so um brands like that like brands like longa um they're under the radar you know they're not they're not like as in your face and they're you know they don't they're not they're not the big ones but that's fine you know people who know those brands they get it you know so those are the types of brands that i like to work with Nice. So what, when you're, I guess when you're working with these brands or if you're just doing, you know, regular content, the website is obviously still a big part of the business, but you're spending so much time on video. So how is the website going and how is, you know, having a, an editor working on that? It's good. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, managing editor, uh, Stephen Elliott, um, and he's taking care of a lot of, a lot of the, um, sort of like content forecasting and um, I've been wanting to put different faces on the website for a while. Um, it's, it's tough for, you know, to be like a one man band in a way. I mean, I have Rob takes the photos now he makes all the videos and we have a video editor of course, but um, yeah, it was important for me to keep it going. I definitely don't post enough, make enough content, you know, myself to put up there, but it's difficult, you know, um, just, this time is, is at a premium these days. And, uh, we try to just figure out how to do it with the time that we have, you know, if you want to get into see, John knows what I'm talking about. Cause he came and saw a performance, but I'm very happy to talk about this if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So people, this is a thing that's come up now more that I've been on YouTube, but I, you know, I, rarely talk about my other job or my real job um, <clears throat> because there are a variety of reasons, but um, I just like to keep them separate. But like now on YouTube, I, I'm on YouTube with He Spoke Style, obviously, but if more now people are 
wondering who I am that find me and they search for my name and they find me uh, wearing a uniform. <laughs> so yeah, my main job is uh, that I play saxophone uh, for the United States Army Field Band in Washington, D.C. I've been doing that for 16 years and uh, it's been, uh, let's just say I've gotten more busy these days because uh, not only do I play saxophone, but I'm the announcer for the group. John saw me do that in Pittsburgh. And um, then recently I've become the public affairs person for the unit, which is a very big job with like, um, you know, we call it a high risk position. You know, I have to be involved with a lot of everything that's going on at the unit. So uh, that's a lot more meetings. It's a lot more just to think about. So <laughs> uh, as I try to squeeze in, um, making videos and stuff it's it's uh it's really hard to do and not only that but you know that's myself but rob my business partner um is also in the military and he's a sergeant major that's the highest rank you can be and he's in charge of one of our performing elements like he's the big boss so he's he's incredibly busy so it's it's whenever we find time to make content we really have to be dialed in and ready to go like locked and loaded <laughs> just knock it out you know what i mean so so what's what's I remember the, the first time I met you in person and you're uh, back in the Baltimore studio, the original He Spoke Style studio. Um, and of course, since then, you know, you've moved. But uh, I remember we talked about just the state of digital media and, you know, the the possibility of, of you know, selling a digital brand and, and just like long term goals. Like what's changed in that time? Like, do you have any idea of what you want to do, you know, going either full time with he spoke style or doing something else or eventually, you know, leaving your military service. Like, do you have any, anything you can share about that? Yeah. I mean, if I've learned anything over the past almost seven years, it's that you really kind of don't know what's coming next, you know? Um, and you need to leave yourself open to different possibilities. Um, maybe two years ago, you know, we were thinking about, you know, could we sell the, the website in some way, but still retain control over other parts of what we do. Um, but that's, that's definitely a different conversation now because websites just aren't as sexy as they used to be, <laughs> you know? Um, I guess for me personally, I mean, I, I definitely would like to move into doing this full time, but you know, with 16 years in the military and I could retire in four years, you know, that's, that's, I, I've got to do that. There's no way that I would say no to, to that kind of, you know, retirement and pension and benefits and all that sort of thing for my family. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. So I'm definitely going to finish out my military career, um, and continue to do what I do with he spoke style until then. Um, after that, you know, I really don't know. I mean, we're, we have obviously the e-commerce side of what we're doing. And finally, uh, this, fall, we are launching something with Michael Andrews Bespoke um, in collaboration with them for the uh, He Spoke Style Shop. Um, and that's going to be a longer term partnership that we're doing with them. I'm really excited about that. Um, for me personally, I really enjoy doing the video stuff. Um, and, you know, wherever that takes me, I don't, I don't know what it is, you know, as a you know, for the last, with the band, um, I do a lot of the media stuff. I do a lot of the, um, television appearances, um, being public affairs, like I'm no, it's just something I feel very comfortable in and something I've done for, for a long time. So if there's something like that, I don't know, you know, um, media wise in terms of he spoke style, but I was talking with someone, about a year ago. And, you know, it's, it's so different now because like he, he was saying like, you know, I could like pitch a television show idea to major networks or whatever, but like, he's like, why not just do it myself, you know, cut out mm -hmm. the middleman. So I don't know what that is, but like one thing I can tell you is that I don't have the time or the, like the mental energy <laughs> to like focus completely on this as, as much as I would like to, um, it's, it's like this nice outlet that I have extracurricular thing, but, uh, until I can really devote my entire time to it, I really don't know like what's possible. Rob and I off, 
often talk about that. Like, man, like, especially when we have trips, like when we were just in London, you know, it's like, that's what we're there to do. We're there to like work and it's fun. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just fun. And like, we, we're just not able to do that with, with, um, the other job that we have at this point. So, but if like, you know, I could just like bump around in the studio all day, we go out and make some videos and that's all I had to think about, man, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I look forward to. It raises its own challenges because I left my day job in September and, uh, it's, but, but what you said about, you know, pitching networks, I had a very similar conversation with, I have a friend who works in the industry and I was telling him about this idea for like a series and he was like, oh yeah, he's like, I can, I know this guy can raise you money and we can go do this thing. And I was like, but I could just do it on YouTube. Like it's such the, exactly. everything is, yeah. is changing so fast and like from the way that you've moved from Instagram to YouTube and the way that you know, just everything is moving. It's like, why are you going to go and try and pitch a Netflix? I mean, you want the money that Netflix can give you, but you can reach so many people on YouTube, and that's what's like the coolest part about it. And so, it's uh, it's you just kind of kind of wait and see, and just enjoy what you what you're working on now. Right, I know. I mean, I wish I could like put out a video every day, but like it's 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 a struggle to to even get one at this point. You know, um, we re we really try to shoot in batches, but you know, if you've ever shoot outfit videos, oh yeah, for, for make that like four minute or three minute video, you know, it takes forever because you got to change and make sure everything looks right. I mean, it's like first world problems, you know, <laughs> like and you got to have but, somebody um, come pick up all the clothes you leave on the ground. Oh, it's, it's like a it's like a bomb went off in the studio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I um, if you watch the like studio tour video that I did. Like mm -hmm. it looks so nice and like everything's like put <laughs> together, but, but like I'm looking around now as we're talking and it's like the box is all, it, it, it's a mess. It looks disgusting. <laughs> I could literally lose one of my children in the pile of sneaker boxes over in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the cat, the cat like threw up on the rug and I still haven't cleaned it up. <laughs> well, you're living harmoniously uh, with cats and Coco and you got married oh, since oh you were on the podcast. Well, th th yeah. big things happen in a year. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. The dog is definitely. Uh, everyone said said like, "Oh, it's going to be a lot of work." And I was like, "No, it'll be fine." And it's a lot of work, <laughs> especially with a German Shepherd. They they have so much energy. Mm -hmm. It looks like you guys have kind of like a uh, a nice yard though, or a nice kind of communal yard that that uh, you know you can let them out in. So. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll she'll chase the ball for hours and hours and hours. Working dog, so that's her job. I got to nice. teach her how to bring my slippers to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a good video. <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. How do you like having the studio in the house versus a, a separate studio? It's great, honestly. Like, I know maybe some people, like, <clears throat> it's nice to have, like, that separation. But, like, especially when you're dealing with clothes and and, like, I think it's it was really annoying, even though the studio was like just down the street from the apartment that we were living in. Like it was annoying. We'd like go to do something. I'd be like, crap, I forgot this one stupid little thing that I need, you know, and I got to go all the way back to the apartment. But like if it's just upstairs, you know, then I just got to walk upstairs. Um, so that's that's really good. I, I enjoy it because, you know, like I said, it's time is at a premium. So the fact that it's just there, we've got it in such a state now that we're really like plug and play you know like the lights are set up the microphone's set up the cameras are in this the, the spots they need to be we don't have to move anything around you know we recently invested in some some cameras um with the same they all have the same glass they're all on different tripods and they're where they need to be so there's no more moving the camera setting the new tripod up getting it just right you know it's just like when we have the time to do it we can just flip the switch and hit record and we're ready to go Nice. That's the YouTuber dream right there. <laughs> yeah, it took some time to get there, but yeah, it feels good when we can just like, all right, let's record this video. Five minutes later, it's done. You know, I'm like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> Clean up. <laughs> how do you do you introduce yourself as an influencer or do you consider yourself like a content creator? What do you how do you build yourself? I'm curious. That's an interesting question because I think like universally we all hate the term influencer, right? 
Um, you're only, cont- you I only would- hate the word influencer if you actually have influence. If you want to be an influencer, then you love the word influencer. You like want to be an influencer. <laughs> yeah, I also I wouldn't consider myself like a content creator either, um, because I'm not. I don't wouldn't really consider myself like like an agency or someone like that or like a super like creative person. There are definitely people who like get put under the influencer umbrella, um, whether they want to be called that or not. Who I would consider content creator a content creator is someone who's in my view is someone who's making like just something a little more unique maybe it's 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 more thought out um they're they're working maybe just specifically for a brand either in-house or freelance whatever i don't know one thing i've thought about is like maybe tastemaker even that kind of is a little weird because i don't i don't think like i influenced the or you know like if i post something i don't think like all of a sudden like this wave starts and everyone starts doing it but i don't really know tastemaker i guess would be like the closest thing i like, but, I like uh, tastemaker it's de- yeah. definitely less bad than influencer I, well i'm just curious like because since september when people will ask like what do i do like i'll say youtuber and either if they're like under yeah. a certain age they'll say oh my god you have a youtube channel and like they get really excited or somebody a little bit older some like uh okay like like david dobrik it's like there's like there's like a weird <laughs> line that uh and then so i was just wondering because because i yeah. i think of you as like military guy that does content and but tastemaker i can i could roll with tastemaker yeah I, I don't know what do you consider yourself brock media mogul yeah i <laughs> I, I think modest it, it, media mogul <laughs> i did i did i I did just finally start uh, a new LLC to, to kind of house everything that I do. It's McGough Media LLC, so I'm I'm pretty uh pretty psyched about that. But yeah, I don't know. It depends. It depends how old the person is. Like usually, I just say blogger, YouTuber, or I run I run a blog and YouTube channel because that's what people understand. But you can always kind of tell how old or how how tech savvy someone is because their next question it's either like oh like you make money like that or how many subscribers do you have? You know, or like, so depending on what they asked, you're like, all right, you get it. <laughs> See, I, I think YouTuber is kind of a, that's cool, but I guess there are YouTubers who, I, I don't know. Is, is it, is it cool? YouTuber? Is it cool to be a YouTuber? It is cool to young know. people, but there's definitely YouTuber. I mean, like the Logan brother, the Paul brothers give it a bad name. It's like Jake, Jake, Paul, Jake and Logan Paul, they give it a bad name. But, but then uh, there's also, there's Casey and there's like, there's so many good things associated with being a YouTuber, but then like right now, YouTube is in a lot of hot water because of everything. <laughs> everything they do basically is is uh, getting getting messed up, and so I was just curious. I mean, like, uh, what was I gonna say? Do you think the cream rises? Because I definitely don't think the cream rises on Instagram. Anyone can be the cream. Anyone can be like a member of like 10 comment pods and get hundreds of comments from people that are all commenting on each other's posts and they get on the explore page. You know, that's, I wouldn't say that's the cream. You know what I mean? I think the cream rises, but I also think in the last year we've seen the shift to people understanding true engagement. And that's why people that are in comment pods, you can kind of see it now, which is really interesting. And that's mm-hmm. what I've I, I watch every week religiously. I watch Drink with James from uh, James Nord from Four, and he started mm-hmm. talking about that like six months ago. He's like, "Look, we're starting to look at true engagement and how many comments there are, and you can see when people buy engagement, whether it's you know through the promotions and the app and that sort of thing." And so mm-hmm. I, I think the cream definitely rises on YouTube, and there's definitely uh, response there. But in, that's part of what baffles me about Instagram is like I put up the picture, the James Bond picture, the other day, and that's my most liked picture ever. And there's like, cause it's awesome. Cause it's good. But if I took another, but I have a couple other pictures where I'm like, why did this one do so well? Um, because I, I was really excited about it or why did it do so poorly? Cause I was really excited about it. And I think my audience likes it. And there's also not as much discovery on Instagram, especially since they changed the explore tab. Like it's, if I go on my explore tab right now, it's all old man Pierce Brosnan shots because you Instagram basically knows, like I always like a picture with Pierce Brosnan with gray <laughs> hair. And it's like, I think because it's so tailored now, it's tough to get the same amount of reach, which is part of why YouTube is, 
I think that's why people, that's why you looked at YouTube and said there's so much opportunity here because it's mm-hmm. so much easier to get an audience. And when people are, are like, oh, I'm thinking about doing an Instagram or a YouTube, I'm like, do YouTube because you're, you're going to have more potential reach there. Yeah. You know, if that makes any sense, you, that, you know, what though, I, I think I think, though, even with YouTube, because everybody says like, oh, YouTube, second largest search engine. And it, yes, that's technically true. But like people, the way that YouTube, that, that most people get views on YouTube or that YouTube gives views to videos isn't through search. It's, it's mostly through suggested videos, related videos, whatever. It's that, you know, a little video at the top right. And, and that kind of changed how YouTube works in the same way, like when Instagram changed their algorithm to not be chronological anymore. So I, I feel like if I, I think like what you're saying about websites, Brian, is true. Like they're not sexy anymore, but there is so much opportunity right now in websites. And I think people kind of sleep on them because they don't come with fame or in, you know, so-called influence. But I mean, I, I know people in the, uh, in the digital marketing world who are, you know, building and selling websites for six, seven figures and, and people will never, until Google really changes something, people will never stop just going to Google and Googling stuff. And I think that's what most people do first. They don't go to YouTube, you know? Brock is hmm. making blogging great again, is what he's trying to say. Make, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doubling down on uh, blogging. <laughs> yeah, Brock has been low-key doubling down on blogging to make it great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's awesome. I, I wish I wish I had the, the time time to do it, but I'm, I'm picking my picking my spots <laughs> yeah well you're obviously doing a lot of things right so we're excited to keep watching and is there anything like i don't know next six to 12 months that you're super excited about for youtube i'm thinking about next week <laughs> no well you in general what's 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 he spoke style look like in the next six to 12 months well the big thing is that we're going to be rolling out the partnership with michael andrews um bespoke in the fall and um that's basically so uh, what it's going to be is sort of like, well, not sort of like, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> so every uh, fall, winter and spring, summer, I'm creating basically 12 looks for each, each of those two seasons. So a total of 24 looks, uh, per year. And all of these looks are, you know, you'll be able to get right through the he spoke style shop. Um, and it's basically, we are going to be the online provider of Michael Andrews is, is just has a brick and mortar store now in uh, New York City, but they're moving. They're going to be doing online made to measure, and that's going to be available on the in the He's Folk Style Shop only. And these these looks that you'll be able to get are online made to measure, so you'll be able to customize certain parts of it, whether you want a peak or notch lapel, double breasted, single breasted, things like that. You know, but in general, like it's going to be. I think one of the problems that we saw when we were talking about it is there's just too many options. Like if you go to, you know, an online made to measure service, there's hundreds of fabrics. There's, there's just, you're overwhelmed. Like when I go to the grocery store, if I don't have a list, like I, I completely forget why I've gone there and I have no idea what I want to get. But like, if it's just the, the, the 12 looks that you'll see, like you either like it or you don't, you know, if you like it, you have the option to, or the ability to purchase that. So not really an Everlane approach where we're like just like dropping something new like every other week or whatever, but similar in, in terms of how we're going to roll out the content to support to, to support that. That's the big thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and so you will be the exclusive online source for Mike Landers Bespoke. Yep, for their uh, made to measure. That's right. Man, that's amazing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the main thing other than that i can't really think that far in advance but this has been simmering for a while and then we're finally making a move on it um for the fall awesome that's great well we have uh we have some quick questions we call rapid fire then uh i want to blast at you real quick before we sign off yes okay sweet <laughs> all right oxfords or brogues Brogues. Morning shower or evening shower? Morning. Your favorite Bond actor? Sean Connery. Cardio or lifting? Cardio. What was the last book you read? Well, no. no oh, oh. Do I have to? <laughs> Can I do both? Caveat. Yeah. That's good. No, I, mean, I see you, I see you, 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 you putting your reps in all places. 
Yes, that's yeah. right. That's good. Uh, <laughs> the last, the last book you read and enjoyed. Hmm. I've started a lot of books recently. I know this is not <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Well, the last book I started was, um, oh, I remember. There were a couple of books that were recommended um, when we were doing the live show. Phantomas, that one, the French okay. French noir book, and then A Gentleman in Moscow. Okay. Good to know. Put those on the list. Uh, chinos, jeans, or trousers? Trousers. In terms of style, spring, summer, or fall, winter? Fall, winter. Loafers or sneakers? Loafers. <laughs> and uh, if you're getting in the shower and you want to like, pump yourself up for the day, what song are you playing? Oh, boy. I really don't listen to music. Isn't that weird? I'm a musician. The irony. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, what do you listen to on your runs? Do you actually, do audio? Actually, no. Okay. This is, so when we <laughs> – this is a good one. So uh, when we shoot the outfit videos – we're always, I always have like this certain playlist going on while we're doing them. You know, we get the shot, we get the full length, the three quarters, the details and the handheld shots. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always the same playlist on Spotify. It's, I love my nineties hip hop. Uh. <laughs> that, that, and, and every time we like shooting and my wife's upstairs, she's like, can you listen to something different? I'm like, no, oh, this is the best music. I was hoping uh, the playlist was called classy AF, but that's also pretty good. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, it's all it's it's good stuff. That's when hip hop was was awesome. It's it starts out when we see. Yeah. I mean, I am Michael Bolton from from uh, Office. <laughs> yeah, it's got hypnotize, regulate. It was a good day. Gin and juice, juicy. Feel me flow. If I rode the world. So you got to search. I love nineties hip hop on Spotify. We'll, we'll find that. I love my nineties. Yep, that's the one. I'll try and put that in the show notes. <laughs> Great. Well, it's been great catching up with you, Brian. Love seeing success on YouTube, and every time I, I see a post, I, it was so funny. I was watching your your running video, and people, I was like, "Wow, he's really steamy." And then in the comments, people are like, "Whoa, steamy!" And so it was, it was actually surprisingly chilly that morning, which I was thankful for because there's no way I could complete that run in the heat and humidity we're having recently. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but it's great. Keep an eye out for Michael Andrews spoke heading to uh, some shows for JJ Lacote and. Looking forward to seeing more stuff from He Spoke Style. Thanks, guys. It's nice catching up with you, too. Absolutely. Yeah, you too. We will.